Hi friends, and welcome back. On today's episode, I'm gonna be talking about a subject that seems a little complicated on the surface, but it's probably not as complicated as you think. And that subject is happiness. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of a story about my own personal background and experience and journey to happiness. And then I'm gonna give you some tips and tools that you can kind of think about or take away from this particular episode. So let's get into it. First, what is happiness? I'm gonna define happiness as one, it's a state and two, it is a situation where you are free from any sort of encumbrance that would make an impression on your mental state. Um, that sounded a little bit much, but that is what I consider to be in a state of happiness, that you're moving through the world and you don't have anything that is actually making a negative impression or having a negative effect on your psychology, on your psyche, on your mood. If you can move through life in that state, then that qualifies as being in a state of happiness. Now, how many people do you know are moving through the world like that? I know very few. I know some but I know very few and I know others and probably the majority of people who actually can experience those states, but then they're gonna default back to normality in this case. I'm gonna put quotes around normality, but um, you're moving along and pretty much everything is making an impression on your mental state, on your psyche or encumbering you with some level of negative experience and then you have moments when you aren't doing that but after a while you kind of journey back to the pattern that is what I refer to when I say a state of happiness and it really is a state of being it is something that is just who you are it's how you're showing up in the world it's how you're moving through life and processing things and it is quite possible to be happy. And most people just aren't experiencing that. So they know what it is, you know what it is, and you've had a glimpse of it. So let me talk a little bit about my own experience and how I came to wanting everyone to experience that particular state the majority of the time. To say that it's possible 100% of the time, hmm. you know, that really might be a stretch for me at this point. I haven't experienced it 100% of the time. I don't know people who have experienced it 100% of the time, but I do believe that it's possible for that to be your dominant state. And that's what we're after. If you can maintain it at least 90% of the time, then you're happy. You know, life is still going to happen. You're still going to have experiences that come to you that 
are less than desirable, but you can still maintain a state and a quality of happiness. And I'm not saying that it's impossible to be happy 100% of the time, but for this talk today, let's just say if you can move to where it is your dominant experience, then you will be happy, right? Um, I do think that some really elevated souls, some of your monks, like your Dalai Lamas, um, they are able to maintain it 100% of the time. So I know that it's possible. I'm not there. Um, but it is something that I try to maintain as much as possible, right? So let me talk a little bit about why this became the subject that I spend a lot of time on, that I've read a lot about, and that I try to talk to people about and give them the tools that will help them build that into their lives so that it can be their dominant state. So I grew up kind of rough. I'm not gonna say it was rough, rough. Like some people in the, in the, in the larger, major urban cities really have a rough go of it. So. I don't want to pass it off as being more than what it was, but it wasn't exactly your picket fence kind of a household. I grew up with a single mother. My dad had left and we lived in a situation where, you know, sometimes we struggle to make ends meet. I'm just going to put it like that. My mother, phenomenal woman, she did the best that she could being a single parent, but it is what it is. And so I didn't really grow up with an idyllic childhood. I'll just put it like that. No fault of anyone. Just, yeah, just is what it is. And so something happened to me when I was a kid. Um, just growing up in that state of almost poverty, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, something clicked in my mind that when I became an adult, and I, I'm getting a little emotional just speaking about it, there was something that clicked inside of me that when I became an adult that I would never know and experience this state of lack, of not being able to have the things that I want, or even to have food, uh, you know, just being hungry it just something happened to me as a kid in that state and i just made a personal commitment to myself that i would never allow that to be my life and so i went to college at my mother's insistence i'm grateful to her for that got a degree and this was my dilemma i have always been a healer a counselor a humanitarian a person that is really concerned about the well-being of others. That has been my personality as far back as I can remember. Even when I was in grade school, I was things like a Velcro. I don't know if you guys had those in other states, but we had people that, I'm sorry, students that actually monitored or um, stayed attached to, if you will, hence the term Velcro, children that were handicapped or blind. And so I always readily volunteered for positions like that when I was younger, uh, children with Down syndrome, um, just to make sure they got to their classes, they got through lunch, that other people didn't pick on them and try to beat them up. I was always that kid in school. And so 
majored in sociology when I went to college because I wanted to work with the poor, with the underserved, um, with the downtrodden, with the people that really just were having a rough go of it in life. That is where I wanted to be. But here was my dilemma. I had made this commitment to myself that I would never be broke, that I would never be poor. And so what happened was the idealist side of me as a sociology, sociology major, wanting to work with the underserved, kind of started bumping up against the side of me that wanted to make a lot of money. And it just so happened that when I graduated, there was a recession and all of the social service organizations were losing their funding. Republicans were in office. They were cutting all those programs and that's not a political comment, that's a fact. And um, yeah, I had difficulty getting a job in my field and the corporate environment was really just starting to open up for women and minorities. And so off I went. I ended up getting a job in the insurance industry and I spent a couple of decades working in that environment. And needless to say, I was completely miserable the entire time. Here I am as a healer, as someone that's concerned about humanity, as someone who wants to participate in the well-being of other people. And I'm over here in this cutthroat environment in sales um, and customer care. Now, when you are... Um, a customer care person for an insurance company, you can imagine that you're dealing with a lot of irate people. And I have to uphold the values of the company and that was to make money. You know, they just had a different philosophy about, and we're kind of in that period now where the corporations really care less about the human organism and more about profit. So I was in that environment where the edict was given to us, hey, profit is important. Not that we don't care anything about the customers because we do, but your role here is to ensure these things happen for this company. So needless to say, I was just constantly in conflict, just really wanting to help people, but not really being able to help them in the way that I wanted to and still keep my job. So I lived in conflict for a very, very, very long time and it eventually started to take its toll. Long story short, my body started breaking down. I ended up becoming chronically ill and I'm still not 100% cured. So let me just stop and give this PSA. If you're hearing this conversation, if you're in a situation where you are constantly stressed out about work, where you know you're not in the career or in the field that you should be in, you gotta make a change today. Today needs to be the day that you start putting uh, a plan in place to get you to where you're supposed to be because that stress has long-term effects. It affected everything about my life. And I ended up jeopardizing my health to where over a decade later, I am still paying the price 
for what happened to me back then. And we don't want to do that. So, my body's breaking down. I'm extremely stressed out. That kind of put me on the trajectory to want to know what happiness was and try to figure out how to be happy. So let me start to wrap this particular piece of it up. I kind of went on a journey to figure out how the mind worked, um, a, a spiritual um, bent to that, you know, what does religion tell us about happiness or being content? I mean, I just looked high and low everywhere, just under every rock, just trying to figure out what does it mean to be happy? What does it take to be happy? And I came away with this after years of research, after years of reading books and following gurus and guides and people that knew after reading religious texts, whether it was Hindu or the Bible, just really trying to figure it out. And this is what I came away with. Happiness is not something that you find. Happiness is your natural state. And that is probably going to be shocking to most people. You were born happy. Think about who you were as a child. Think about how you got up in the morning. You were never thinking about what bad thing is going to happen to me today. Or you were never ruminating over what someone said about you. You know, that didn't come until later. But when you were a small child, you just got up in joy every day. You just wanted to go outside. You wanted to run and you wanted to play. And sure enough, your mom may have spanked you behind for a second. You got upset, but five minutes later, you were over in the corner playing with your favorite toy. You had forgiven her. You had completely forgotten all about it. And so once I realized that we are born in a state of joy and happiness and that it is only us that has kind of heaped things on the path that don't belong. We have actually picked up all of this stuff and we are carrying all of these burdens. They don't belong there. The process of getting too happy is to start shedding everything that doesn't belong. And as you start doing that, you're going to find more and more that happiness is your dominant state. So for me, that looked like getting rid of the career. And that wasn't an easy decision for me. I thought that, you know, there's so much that's going to be impacted. My finances, of course, my spouse, of course. But here's the thing about the universe and about the spiritual path. Once you begin moving down, the road on the journey to who you truly are, the universe is going to support everything that you do. So here's what happened to me. I spent years being fearful that if I left my job, I would experience financial ruin, that snatchback man would come and take everything that I had, my home, my cars, everything, ruined credit, everything. 
my husband would possibly leave me. None of that happened. As soon as I made the decision that this doesn't fit, that I'm not being authentic here, and I really want to know myself, I really want to know myself the way that God intended for me to be. As soon as I made that commitment, everything started snapping into place. My husband ended up getting a huge promotion that almost covered the salary that I was making. The universe is always going to support us. It's always there. It's always got our back when we are moving towards our true identity, when we are moving towards our authentic self. So that happened. The job became a non-issue. Now, I wish I could say that um, everything kind of worked out perfectly in that moment, but it didn't because I had caused so much damage to my body. So had I not done that, um, I think I would have experienced just joy, happiness, peace, everything right then and there, just getting rid of the career. More happiness would have started to flood in to my experience. Um, but then I was dealing with this chronic illness that kind of replaced a lot of the um, angst around the uh, career that I was having. So I had a little bit of a hiccup for a moment, just full transparency. Don't let that happen to you because I had already broken my body down by being unhappy. So we'll circle back to that um, in a little bit. But the universe is always going to support you when you're moving towards your identity, when you're moving towards your authentic self. So just get on the road, on the path to doing that. Have faith, have trust. It's going to happen for you. So happiness really becomes the process of shedding, and that takes courage. Some people, that process of shedding is going to look like letting go of relationships and people even a spouse or marriage that you've had for some time and you know deep down inside you don't belong in situations where you are connected to people that are detrimental to your experience of happiness and it really does take a little bit of courage you're going to have to get a red marker and go down your list and start drawing through things that are violating you. And to the extent that you do that more and more, you're going to find that happiness starts to flood in. So that is the big takeaway today, that happiness is who you are. And as you start letting go, of things that don't belong, things that don't fit, you're going to find your happiness quotient rising up more and more and more and more and more. If you can get to 90%, you're happy. If you can get to 100%, baby, now you got something to work with. Now you want to go out and start teaching other people what you know. If you can get to 70 and 80%, you're going to find that your life experience is still so much better. And that should be our ultimate goal. Who wants to be in these bodies? Who wants to have this entire earthbound experience and not know joy and happiness? So 
start shedding. Let me give you some practical tips. The first thing that I would offer is that you, as I said, get a list and start writing down, listening to the still small voice that is telling you, you don't belong over here doing that. This friend is not a true friend or this relationship, this boyfriend, this spouse is not where you're supposed to be. You're going to have to start making a list. And you're going to have to start drawing a line through it and just scratching them off. And once you do that, when your vessel is open like that, you're going to find that what belongs there, if you do this process right, if you take it seriously, if you commit to becoming your highest version of yourself, if you commit to becoming everything that God has for you to be, you're not going to let the things that don't belong start moving back in. You're going to be diligent about it. And you're going to start asking yourself, does this belong here? Do I feel good in this space or when I'm connected to this thing? And as you figure out, I don't feel good when I'm connected to this person or to this place or to this thing. As you become more um, diligent, as you become a person that is watchful, that is mindful, that is determined not to let things that don't belong fill the space back up, you're going to find that you're happy. So make a list, sit down, you know, find some quiet time and commit to identifying all the things that aren't making you happy and begin the process of shedding them. If it's a career, you got to eat. You got to live. I mean, if you just jump and quit a job, the universe supports us, but it doesn't support us when we make risky moves like that. You want to have a certain respect and reverence for process. This entire thing that we're doing is about the process of us becoming our highest and best selves. And so you, you want to take it seriously and you want to spend some time in contemplation. So if you know that your career is not serving you, then you want to sit down and you want to get a journal. You want to start writing out what the perfect career for you looks like, right? You want to spend some time identifying what you're good at, what your talents are, and you want to figure out where they belong. So start scripting out and figuring out how you want to serve humanity with the gifts that you've been given. Take the skills that you're learning, even in the career that doesn't match, and figure out how you can mold those and shape those into a career that will be life-affirming for you, that will allow you to serve God in the, and serve humanity, I should say, in the way that God intended for you to do that. And once you're doing that, more happiness is going to flood in. So your relationships, you know, I don't want to say too much about that, but just be willing to look, give a hard, long look at who's in your experience and decide, do they belong there? Now, I will say this, and I did this process with some people, give them the opportunity to shift as you do this work. 
two things are going to happen. One of two things are going to happen. As you do this work, as you become happy and full and complete and more joyous and more loving, everything that is your natural state, you're going to find that people around you start to reflect that generally speaking but you may find that even as you're doing that work people are still kind of on the periphery showing up in a way that's not beneficial to your well-being sometimes the role for us in that situation is to grow and to make the hard decision and so some of this is tricky you know it could be a situation where people are showing up in a nasty way because you still haven't healed it and gotten it from the inside. But it could also be a situation where we're being called to grow. And so as you're quiet and as you're introspective, you're going to find that um, you're just going to know. You know, you're just going to know. Is this a situation where I need to grow and I need to have the courage to let go of this person? Or is this person still showing up um, this way because I haven't healed something on the inside? Either way, it's a situation of growth. That is our entire MO here on this planet is to be moving up the scale to the fullest version of who we are. So if you're growing, if you're doing that, you're just going to find that it's all going to work out in the end. You just got to trust that, right? So as you get your career worked out, as you get your relationships worked out, as you constantly accept and ponder and realize that happiness is your true nature, as you start shedding things like um, negative mindsets, anxiety, and depression as you start looking into those kind of diseased states and realizing that they don't belong when you start to um, apply a critical view um, um, of those issues or putting a critical eye on those issues and realizing they don't belong the shedding process starts to happen in those areas and as you shed more anxiety as you shed more depression, happiness just starts to be there. So let me recap. Happiness is not something that you're looking for. It's not something that you find. You already got it. You're already happy. It's just covered up. And as you start shedding things that don't make you happy, you're going to find that the state of happiness will be fully realized in your experience. Get rid of the jobs that don't fit. Get rid of the people that don't fit. Get rid of the environments that don't fit. Some of you all need to move across country, need to be near the, near the ocean, uh, need to be in a vibrant city, need to be in the country. You know, whatever that is for you, you want to start thinking about it and writing about it and scripting it out and figuring out how you can get there. And as you do that, the universe is going to support you. And then 
as you start accepting that happiness is your dominant state, as you start looking at your mindset, your anxieties, your fears, um, and realizing they don't belong and that they don't have to be there, that they're there by your own choice. As you start to shed that, you're gonna find that more and more and more and more happiness floods into your experience. My goal and wish for you is at least 90% of the time you're happy. If you can get to 100% of the time being happy, you'd be better than me. But that is what I sincerely want for you.